I'm ready if you are. Yep. Let's do this. Okay, so the first thing is that uh, we usually go through action items. Mm -hmm. And there's still an action item here that we have not ticked as addressed. And the action item is each invite a guest for January. And that's half complete. Because I did mine. Right. And in fact, you reminded me to confirm date with my guest. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think that you've done it yet. How dare you? We're running out of January, Josh. Um, There's not that much time left for this country, so we should probably get on. (laughs) Pack uh, it in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I need to do it. I need to do it. Okay. I mean, one thing you could do is just, like, do it this week. One thing I could do is just, like, ask the person or people that I'm thinking of. That's correct. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you hear the phone ringing, or was that only in my headphones? I did not hear a phone ringing. Okay. I muted my notifications, so. Crisis averted. (laughs) All right. So action items, we're going to let those roll. Maybe some other things will come up. We'll have to see. There's a discussion topic here that maybe fits right at the beginning. I added a facilitator field in Notion for each episode so we can remember whose turn it is. That's a good call. Um, So, Mm -hmm. John, can you tell me who the facilitator facilitator is for this week? It me. All right. Okay. I'm going to write that as addressed. That's good. We should never forget that again now. So you're welcome. Okay. What went well? I got a card here from Joshua Davey, new iPhone. I did the thing. I got the new iPhone. So I got an iPhone 12. I had been rocking an iPhone 8 plus um that's a pretty good upgrade which was a, which was getting a little long in the tooth it was huge for one so this Your eight is, was yeah and so it feels mm. both lighter and better i did not go pro i didn't feel the need um and you and you and you did not go mini no no because so i do right i do like the size i like this size i like this size this is the the right size for me so I like it. It's the the picture quality is a huge difference. Huge. Yeah, that camera systems get updated every year. Yeah. Although I I will say I did trade in the old one, and I yeah. still got like two hundred bucks out of it. I know it's like such was, a good deal. Which was, I mean, it's a three year old phone. Yeah, I, I don't understand how so, they can do that, but it's great. Yeah, I mean, wait, I, I guess you technically three year old phone. Yeah, it's three years old. The eight plus. I, or it four years I got it three years ago, so I don't know how it, old it, it actually is. It was new is. three years ago, even if it wasn't the. Yes, gotcha. it might not have been. It might not have been when they announced it or whatever I ordered it. I, it might have been after. I don't remember, but I'm with you now. Uh, the thing about the thing that oh, uh, I technically haven't gotten. Um, it, the money like isn't in the bank yet in terms of the, sure. the refund I had, you know, they, they make you buy it and then you send it in and then they probably look it over. I have, have not received the box to send it in. Yeah. And that's all done. Okay. But you know, they ask you like, are there any major blemishes? And I'm like, no. And there's definitely a scratch here <laughs> or there, you know? So, well, it's like, it's like, what's the, <laughs> is the person asking this question? Like, do they have kids? Cause like for a father, it's in great shape. That's right. 
That's right. right. It had a case on it. I mean, it was one of those terrible cases, like the paper thin ones. But right. so the back is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see what happens. Um. Cool. So one thing that I would think you'd notice right away too is improved battery life. Definitely improved battery life. I'm getting used to no home button. This is how old, oh, long right. my long ago I've been. Um, I'm all used to it now. Face ID. That's new. Uh, I got, I got one of these little MagSafe pucks to slap yeah. on the back of your thing. I kind of feel like what's the point a little bit, um, because mm. the difference between that and plugging it in feels pretty minimal to me. I like, I can see maybe sticking this into a stand or something like making my own stand or doing something that's cute with it. But as it stands, just as a puck on my desk, it's kind of like why won't I just plug it in and charge faster? Like it kind of <laughs> seems dumb. So we'll see. We'll see. I keep my phone in a cradle on my desk that charges with that Q charging or whatever the hell it's called. Um, right. That's fine. Chi. I think it's like prona- yeah, it's pronounced something that you're like, how is QI pronounced that? Yeah. It's pronounced okay. quinoa. Let's call that addressed. Um, something that could be improved. I had a card on here, my podcasting setup. Mm-hmm. So an update for our listeners that are on the edge of their seats about what I'm getting gear wise. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a, an, an arm so I can clamp one end of it to the desk, screw in this microphone, and that will hopefully mean that I'm not moving the microphone on my desk anymore. Um, that is also going to be a um, shock mount, shock mounted. So that should improve the inadvertent taps on the desk being picked up. Uh, I, I'm excited. I don't know if anybody else cares as much as me, but when I edit this, this is mostly stuff, a gift for you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and then I'm, and then I got a pop filter, and we'll see if that even like. It's going to make you feel real profesh. Whether or not it actually aids in anything, you're going to be like, right? Um, uh, you're in my studio, uh, right? Oscar, can yeah. you remove your dog self from my studio, please? <laughs> okay, that's it. Um, okay, there's a couple more what went well that I'm interested in talking about. And these are actually connected. I wrote one here that's that, that you voted for, and it reads, I know what room tone means. Mm. And I'm assuming you already know what that meant. I want to hear your ex- explanation. All right, well, I'm going to do my best. So I think that room tone is um, when the people that are – so it's like a recording term. And room tone is a thing that you want during the editing process because if you find parts of the audio clip that you're editing where you want to, like, insert some silence, if you have room tone, that is that silence that you can insert. So, like, um, this is connected to the the other one, which is about the Artsy Engineering Podcast – so we have this um, checklist now for like recording episodes and it includes a silent countdown from five so that we get room tone mm-hmm. as a part of our just starting the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I actually, so I learned a thing. That's, that is amazing. Yeah. I actually go a step further and like um, try to find um like frequencies within the room tone that I can cut 
because sometimes, especially your room, oh. um, when your I think your your um, heating unit comes on, um, there's a pretty low rumble. So there's I have a I have like various um, in the EQ stack. There's a couple wow. cuts I make so that mm. e- even even when you're silent, the room tone itself doesn't overpower. Wow. So I'm thinking way too much about it is what I'm saying. You're really good at this. Uh, so the artsy engineering radio podcast, sorry, artsy engineering. Yeah. We don't call it artsy engineering podcast. We call it the artsy engineering radio podcast. Uh-huh. Um, so some of the co-hosts have like downloaded audacity and are like trying to tinker with, so we like use Zencaster and then Zencaster, yeah. you can pay them some money to do the post-processing, but then they're taking those individual post-processed wave files, put them in audacity and still tinkering with them. Okay. Okay. Which I think is a little ex- excessive, but yeah. for example, cutting out some ums. Ah, uh, yeah. If you're, if you want to edit for content, you have to do it pretty much yourself. It's pretty yeah. hard to automate that away with AI still and stuff like that. So that's why they've been getting into room tone. Um, um, uh, is that too much? <laughs> Cut that out in post. Okay, uh, you were probably voting for this other card because you wanted to know what the hell AER stood for, Artsy Engineering Radio. Ah, uh, so you've got them in the can. That's yeah, so we're trying to release every two weeks, but we've there's like three three engineers that are really kind of like driving episode creation mm-hmm. and yeah we have like a backlog now are you one of those three yes nice that's nice it's nice to have some stuff kind of like in the hopper so that you know inevitably when one week oh we can't record you've got that kind of thing set up so you can you can stick to your every two weeks yeah trying to have some kind of cadence yeah good deal so anyway i'm just excited about that those well when it when it drops let me know i'm gonna add it to my it's dropped. What? Yeah. I think we have three episodes published. Oh, I thought when you said queued up, I thought you meant like waiting to be published. Let me let me try again. Okay. The Artsy Engineering Radio podcast is available now in whatever podcast app you use. That's There's great. about three episodes released. We also have about four in the can. That so is that's me. very exciting. That's very yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I also wrote one for the could be improved column here that we can talk about. I broke Gravity Master today and had to fix it. CI is running right now. Can you so gravity? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to decode some of that? I, I do. Well, first of all, you know, not everyone will know what CI means for one. And so it might be worth coming back to that. But what is gravity? So gravity is artsy is the name of Artsy's main API project. So okay. gravity okay. is Artsy's API, like what we use for all of our different services and stuff. Is it kind of like the central dispatch for different? Okay. Yep. It is. It is the boss. It's not really the proxy. We like we have like um, a GraphQL proxy called Metaphysics. It sits in front of gravity. Okay, but it's going to be sending basically a bunch of REST calls back to Gravity. Um, but gotcha. like Gravity is where we store the user objects. Gravity is where we're going to store yes. artworks. Like all of the kind of God objects are all stored in Gravity. Yeah, yeah. This is where this is where a uh, like a traditional 
monolith might have come out of. This was our monolith. That's exactly yeah. right. All right. So you broke Gravity Master, meaning you broke the primary branch on which people um, commit code. Right. And so that means that it's not deployable. And it's not, well, it's not promotable. So master's always being deployed to staging and staging is not broken, but like um, we can't promote that to production because it's got red on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so CI is a continuous integration. And that means that we have a server running this code to see if there are any problems. There is a problem. And so the way we have things configured, it's not going to be promoting that to production. Right. It's kind of like CI ends up being the stand-in between um, code that you run locally and and write or whatever and then push up for everyone else. Uh, in between that and it actually being deployed and going out to customers and stuff like that, you have this basically step in the middle uh, called yeah. continuous integration that's making sure that your test suite is good before it's available to even go out. Yep. Um, I'll note that the error is is not like a user-facing error. It's just like I changed some test setup code and mm-hmm. that has caused a ripple effect in other tests that it, like the artificial nature of those tests is yeah. kind of what's being broken, not the actual code that users would use, but right. whatever. Still, it's still red. Um, so like I said, it's running on CR. Now. It actually finished and is still red. So great. After this call, I get to go fix that again. Well, that that'll be fun to have in the back of your mind during this call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, turn off those notifications so that you don't get any uh, uh, hate mail or no, what's the we, word? We Nasty sell our online. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Who? No one should be deploying to production anyway, right now. It's no one should Friday be buying afternoon. art on Friday. Yeah, come on. Um, okay, addressed. <sighs> Josh, you mm-hmm. have one here that is what went well. You said we disassembly with Oliver. Yes. What does that mean? Uh, there's an there's a Nintendo made back in the uh, mid two thousands. <laughs> they made this uh, gaming console called the Wii. Yeah. And I had one. I still have one, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it's still, I think, a great triumph in like getting people to move while playing video games. I feel like that was kind of the beginning of a a trend that, in some ways, has continued. But anyway, it's a it's a cool gaming system. I've had it, um, and I've most it's mostly sat and collected dust. But recently, my kids have been playing a little bit more video games, mostly in my Retro Pi, which is a Raspberry Pi that I programmed to do old retro games like Nintendo and SNES games yeah the Wii I have a bunch of discs for and I assumed they were all scratched up because every time I put them in the Wii would make sounds and then eventually say no um the click of death if you will right right. so I ended up cleaning all the discs very thoroughly like like basically polishing them using um not just Windex but like uh, this polishing compound stuff, right? So I really made sure that the scratches weren't there. And I used, for, there's a special kind of furniture wax you can use that fills in cracks if they're there. All that stuff, they still weren't working, none of them. Oh, 
So I basically ended up researching. Apparently, it was a common defect with the Wii that the drives would go bad. So the, the optical drive itself. Uh, it's common enough that they're really cheap and easy to buy uh, replacements for. So I bought nice. one. It was like 25 bucks. That's sweet. And Oliver and I, Oliver's nine, and he and I took it apart and fixed it. And That's cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was our we – do, we do special time with our kids. So special time is like five minutes uh, exclusive one-on-one time. Right. You know, with three kids, we kind of have to have figure out a way to divvy it up. So it's somewhat fair and special time is a way to say like, no, I'm not, I'm with, I'm having special time with this kid. I can't deal with your stuff. Go talk to the other parent. Yeah. Um, your, your dad's going to deal with the scissors, right? That's right. Um, (laughs) did you say the duration of special time is five minutes? I must've heard that wrong. You did not. So Five five minutes. Yes. So this is this is based on we should add a topic to this sometime. Um yeah. we've we've had a lot of um parenting challenges with our youngest and we went okay. to this parenting like thing over the summer uh through like the nation like nationwide children's hospitals this parents group to talk about behavioral issues and to talk about um uh yeah, you know and I wish we would have done that with our first because there are so many things we learned that are not um, not immediately obvious to me. Like, I, it turns out I'm mostly just been parenting the way that I was parented without even thinking sure. about it, for yeah. better or for worse. There's some great things my parents did and some things I want I don't want to emulate. So, um, one of the things though that they they push at the very very beginning. So I'll, I'll, this class kind of build up toward discipline. And like how Mm -hmm. to, how to do things like timeouts or whatever, but before, like way before you get there is all about like what they call the bottom of the pyramid, which is building up the kid, right? So Mm -hmm. punishment is like, and it's really down. Yeah. But like before you even get there, you need to, so we practiced all this other stuff first. It's like, like, um, labeled praise. So like when somebody's doing something that, that you want to see more of, you like explicitly say, I love how you are thing that you're doing you know and and kind of praise the action that they're they're doing all this kind of stuff um and when you have more than one kid proximal praise which is when you praise the other kid for doing the thing that you want done that you want the the Mm. target kid to do as well right i understand yeah um so it's like oh bobby i love how you're quietly playing you know it's like you know, so that Jimmy will start doing it too. I'll I'll add one more technique. You, you, maybe you already know about this. Like um, telling your partner that the kid did like praise the kid to yes. your partner. Yes. That's Mommy, like I a, really like how so-and-so is doing uh-huh. this. Yep. So that those are all good techniques for building up the kid. Another one that they really stress is special time. And the thing that was so shocking to me was that special time, it's designed to be like, this is this is their time where it's child-led play, where they get to choose what you do, where if they choose a game and they change the rules, that's okay. Mm. It's their time. And the thing that, that was like, how is this going to help at all is like, and it only has to be five minutes. Wow. I think that part of the, we were assuming like half an hour when they first brought yeah, this topic up. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Right. Nope. Five minutes. 
that's apparently all it takes to leave a lasting impression on a kid in one day. Like, so anyway, we do that with all three and thank goodness it's only five minutes because it would be exhausting to do, to have like non-interrupted because that's the key is like, you can't, it's supposed to be non-interrupted. Um, one-on-one time. It's just, it would be impossible to do that for a whole half an hour with our other kids. Anyway, so one night the, the girls were in bed and for our special time, it actually took several special times, but we, we took apart the, we, um, when the drive came, we put it in together. Uh, and then, you know, we tested it and everything worked. So that's awesome. So the way you got to realizing it was the drive was like, well, I wonder if it really is these scratch discs. Like, shouldn't at least one of them work? Like, is that kind of what exactly. your thought process is like? Especially, yeah, because yeah, I have – there's probably 12 or 13 games that I still have. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were in the Hash Rocket office for a while, so who knows what happened when they were in there. Sure. Um, but – and I've got young kids. You know, they take things mm-hmm. out and, like, pretend they're ice skates, so. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, there's several games that had zero scratches. I couldn't see any at all, so – when I tried them, they still didn't work. I'm like, mm. doesn't seem right. Yeah. So then cool. I did some, then I did an internet deep dive and bought a Bing, bought a Mario Kart. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We'll call that one addressed. Um, okay. Where are we at? All right. We got time for a few more. Um, I know what went well column. This is a little old, but maybe it's still, maybe there's still some interest here. So, I took a bunch of time off around the holidays and nothing mm. blew up at work. And that's really nice when that happens because it reinforces that you should take time off. Yes. Nothing will blow up. Everything will be fine. And if anything, I think today should be telling you that when you don't take time off, things do blow up. <laughs> right. Right. Like I, I make problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. Yep. Do you, do you have anything else you want to say about this? No. Taking time off is important. Could be improved. Armed protests, quote unquote, planned for this weekend and next week. That I agree that could be improved. This is something that's actually pretty close to my heart. I mean, we've, thought, we've been talking about the events at the Capitol last week. We talked about that last week. But um, the air is tense around here, at least. It the what? Fe- the, in the air, it feels tense. Hmm. Um, we have like a Black Lives Matter sti- sign outside our house, and it, ours is still there, but a lot of other people in our neighborhood, theirs have been stolen. Hmm. Um, last I heard, the the governor and the mayor have like issued some, I don't know, statements about safety and all this stuff, but there's a, there's a planned armed protest down at the Capitol. And, you know, we live in the capital city of Ohio. Um, yeah, it just, it just feels tense. It feels like the elephant in the room a little bit to me. Sure. Uh, and there was, so Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And there was a planned march that, you know, led by a lot of people of color here in the city. And they've canceled it because honestly, oh, wow. they can't honestly feel, feel i mean the rationale was we want everyone to be safe and we don't you know we can't we can't guarantee that right now um and this isn't this this weekend we're taking it off you know 
right. we can all, we can protest again later. You know, we can do our march solidarity later. But right now, we've got white supremacists armed to the teeth coming out to the Capitol building, and that's scary. So yeah, yeah. I was listening to NPR, and they were talking to um, someone in Michigan about the Michigan Capitol, and like I think it's the AG, the Attorney General, saying. The capital is not safe. People shouldn't be here. Don't come here. Stay home. They're erecting yeah. like a kind of a last minute six foot wall kind of barrier situation. I'm assuming it's some kind of like temporary walling that mm-hmm. they've got that they're going to put up. Like that's intense. Yeah. I don't know if you heard, but Airbnb, um, they, they canceled and refunded every reservation in D.C., they don't during, want people during inauguration. Yeah, it's like, what is happening? Anyway, so yeah, that could be going better. I mean, it it feels a little bit like we're just kind of clenching our fists and and waiting for inauguration to be over. Right. But the sad thing is, I don't think that the that anything is going to necessarily change dramatically. I think this is something we're going to be living with for a while. Um. Q is still going to be around, QAnon, and yeah. um, certainly diehard Trumpers are still going to be around, and it's going to be, it, it's going to, we got a long road ahead of us, I guess. So, I think the thing I'm interested in seeing what happens is, is there's there's been some like activity lately about, um, you know, Twitter and Facebook, even YouTube, taking some content down or, you know. Uh, suspending accounts, obviously mm-hmm. Trump, but like also like seven, like I think Twitter disabled like 70,000 QAnon related. Right. Um, like, is that going to be temporary stuff? Is it going to come back? Like there is this an inauguration. Day. Like, I think you're right that it will continue after inauguration, but I think some of these things have all been in the lens or like in the context of a temporary thing around the, the violence at the Capitol and around inauguration and around kind of Trump inciting the riots. And I just don't, I don't know if we're going to be as on our guard mm. in May or something, you right. know, or, we'll see. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, research certain, certainly has, I wish I had the resources available right now, but deplatforming works. And mm. so removing um, hate groups from Reddit and from Twitter and from YouTube and places where mis- misinformation can spread rapidly, uh, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And you lose people when you go to a different platform. Inevitably, not everyone can follow. And so sure. deep platforming and like the, the kind of like whack-a-mole of different platforms and hosts and whatever that happen, um, you know, that, that can actually be a, a net good in terms of reducing the number of eyeballs on on hate speech and and violent plans and stuff interesting i hadn't read that okay anything else about this one no because now i'm sad yeah okay let's let's switch gears and talk about food so and could be improved (laughs) you've got eating late is a mistake and i want to know more about that okay so monday night um monday night this past week was the uh like football championship game and Ohio state just down the road from me, uh, was one of the, was one of the teams in it. And, uh, I stayed up late, watched the whole game and 
just kept eating barbecue chips the whole time. Like, <laughs> like I ate so many barbecue chips. And then I got so like salty snacked out that I was like, yeah. well, I got to counteract this. So I put some gummy bears in there too. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> it was smart. Uh, yeah. Or at least I thought so until Tuesday morning when I woke up with the heartburn <laughs> of a thousand fires. Um, now, I'm usually pretty careful about this kind of stuff, but I wasn't. And so I ended up taking off work in the morning and um, Yikes. I just I couldn't I couldn't calm my stomach down. So I want to eat like I'm 21 still and I'm not 21. You're not no. far from it. No, I'm like umpteen years away from it. And I, I shouldn't act like I'm I'm 21 and I shouldn't eat at 1130 and think i'll be fine to lay down now (laughs) (sighs) eating late is a mistake eating late is a mistake i and it's funny that you put this on because i totally stayed up a little bit later than usual last night and had a bowl full of potato chips and Mm -hmm. um i i avoided you know some of the real bad heartburn you're describing but it was still a mistake Mm -hmm. okay um, what's for dinner? You first. Okay. Um, so usually on Fridays, I report to you that the boys headed to grandma and grandpa's and it's like date night. That's right. That is not happening tonight because of MLK day. Uh, he's going to be at grandma and grandpa's Sunday into Monday. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah. So he's here tonight. And so that puts a little bit of a wrench in the plans. Um, but I think that we are still going to eat out somewhere. Um, there's a burger joint that we like around here called Kelts. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll probably tell him that we're going to order from Kelts, pick up some burgers. Um, you know, 2020 times of COVID are all about risk management. I still feel some obligation to try to support local businesses, <laughs> especially like sure. restaurants and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Just slammed. So, I mean, you know, we try to be safe about it, but we, we we do try to pick up food every once in a while and, you know, support the local businesses. Yeah, that's I think that's great. We won't be supporting any local businesses tonight. Uh, we are having, we're having frozen pizza. So Frozen this is, pizza? You didn't make any dough? No, I don't. My stomach, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, this is our, this is our like, uh, you know, escape hatch. Every, yep. You got to um, have those. You got to have those mac and cheese nights. Absolutely. Cool. Oh, how was the meal you picked up from that woman that lives at your church? Oh, every every time we eat, anytime I eat something from her, I'm always like, so good. It's so good. It's so. And good. then this time, I think you said you got more, so you could have leftovers. Did that work out? Oh yeah, we had like three days of food, and we ate it every day. It was amazing. It's cool. It was, I think it was Pizzoli this last time. So good. Nice. All right. That seems pretty good. Um, Take these two. You got any danglers? Because I I have one. Oh, hit me. I realized this morning that I have been in the like full-time office setting workforce going on 20 years. Like when I was 21, I had my wow. first like real big boy work at an office kind of a job. Yeah. And I have had, I've worked in that setting ever since. 
And so 2021 will be my um, my 20th year of doing that. Right. So you're right on the cusp of having worked a full-time job longer than you haven't worked a full-time job, right? That's that halfway point. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Soon that'll dwarf it, the uh, oh, amount yeah. of time you've worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. I thought you were going to say – yeah, I thought you were going to talk about a milestone of like working from home from co- for COVID or something, but you've been you were working from home long before COVID, so that's right. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I thought, I thought that was interesting to reflect. That, on. that is because like there are, you know, I have coworkers where like this is their first job or whatever, and it's only recently that I've realized like, oh, I'm like the old man that works there now. It's super weird. It's super weird. And I remember sometimes I'll still make references to like something from friends, (laughs) you know, or something like that. And people are like, what? Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know that reference. (laughs) Right. right. You know, it's like when Chandler, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And oh, because right. Chandler, my dad loves that show. Right. Right. Do you guys ever watch Seinfeld? No, (laughs) no, we don't watch Seinfeld. No, um, but like kids entering college th- in this next fall were born in 2003. Yeah, it's crazy. 2003. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I already had two years at my full time gig under right. my belt. <laughs> right. It is bizarre. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. All right. That's my only other dangler. All right. Times times are weird. I have no danglers. Okay. Cool. All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.